This is episode 497 with global player development coach Gannon Baker. You know, I've had a chance to work out LeBron James and after a workout, I said, hey, LeBron, you know, I, I go and train a lot of grassroots young players all over the world. Uh-huh. That's my that's that's one of my jobs that I do outside of, you know, training guys like you and, and working with Nike. Can you give me your definition of greatness? Like, how do you become great? He's like, well, you know, once you learn and once you work and find success, he said, basically, once you know success, do it every day. He said, greatness is consistency. And that's what Sabrina is. I mean, she scored the most points and I think assists, I think rebounds yeah. in the history of not only the female game, but the men's game. And you know, to me, I've always noticed because I've trained world champions in the WNBA and world champions in the NBA. And to me, there's really no difference because success is colorblind and gender free. Welcome to Athlete Maestro, a podcast tailored for athlete development, improvement, and peak performance. And now, here's your host. Anytime on the podcast, you know, that I get to connect with great individuals, you know, it's always a special moment for me, not because, you know, I'm more concerned about myself, but because my particular importance and my particular reference is you guys that are listening to this podcast. One of the reasons I started this podcast in the first place, you know, was to help young athletes and to provide a resource that I wish that I had when I was playing sports and when I was chasing my sports goals. So when I get to meet individuals and connect with individuals, you know, that turn out to be an absolute blessing in my life, which in turn is an absolute blessing to you guys. It's an extra thrilling moment for me, you know, and when I leave more blessed than I came, you know, it it just makes it all the more special. You see, I just feel like allowing you guys, you know, just go in. And listen to the episode between me and Gannon. But I just have to say this, man. Like any young athlete that is listening to this, that is listening to this episode, you're going to have all the tools that you're ever going to need to attack and to chase the sports goals that you have. Now, if you're a basketball player, it's even better. Like, you know, it makes it more special for you. But you see, even if you're just a young athlete, you see, the things that we talk about, even I benefited from it and how did this start you know that's where i feel like myself and ganon you know were just destined to meet a young basketball player reached out to me and he said you know i have some questions as it relates to career path as a basketballer and all of those things and shortly after that conversation i gave the best advice i could shortly after that conversation you know i listened to ganon's episode on another podcast and i'm like you know this this has to be connected. It can't just be a coincidence that after someone asked me this question, I'm listening to this guy who is dropping wisdom so profound that I had to get him on the podcast. And of course, Ganon was gracious enough to accept the invitation and come on. And man, what we talked about was just so special. We talked about the athletes that Ganon has worked with. We talked about some of the things that they do that you as a young athlete can learn from. We talk about being a student of the game. We talk about journaling, you know, which is one of the things that I've always said is absolutely key for young athletes. It's either you're capturing your thoughts, it's either you're capturing skills, you know, being a real, a true student of the game. 
We talk about Ghana's experiences when it comes to basketball. You know, we talk about time management. Look, I can go on and on and on and on about all the things that we talked about, but I just have to let you listen to it. It was extra special, trust me. And I'm going to wait till the end where, of course, I'm going to ask you guys to let me know and let Ghana know as well what you learned from this episode. It's something that I feel like, okay, I want to go back and start playing sports and then start applying all the things that Ganon said. It was an absolute pleasure for me to listen and be a host of this podcast to bring someone like Ganon on. This episode, guys, of the podcast is brought to you by my free masterclass for the parents on how to nurture your child's sporting talent. That's one of the things that we also talk about with Ganon in terms of what is the role of a parent. What should parents be doing as it relates to their children and helping them, preparing them for success in sports. So if you want to be a part of that masterclass, head over to athletemaestro.com forward slash sports parenting. athletemaestro.com forward slash sports parenting to register for this masterclass. I'm going to stop talking. You know, I'm going to just let you listen to this absolutely special episode between myself and Gannon Baker. Welcome everyone back to the Athlete Maestro Podcast, guys. And if there's anything that you guys know um, about the show uh, and about me is that very rarely uh, do I have people on the podcast. And if I'm bringing anyone on, man, they have to be able to share exponential knowledge that even I will learn from. That's why I'm super excited uh, to have Gannon Baker on the podcast. Gannon is a global development coach. And when you're talking about walking the walk, you know, this is someone who has done it all, you know, played in high school, played in college, played professional basketball as well. So if you have a young basketball fan and you're listening to us, uh, trust me, this is a conversation you're thoroughly, thoroughly going to enjoy. Thank you for joining me today, Ghana. Hey, Tola, thanks for having me, man. Um, you know, I've always uh, respected and loved uh, Nigeria and Africa from a distance. Mm. And it's one of the, I've been, I've been to five continents. But uh, Africa is on my bucket list, man. So I look forward to getting there soon and maybe maybe saying hello to you. Uh, definitely something I look forward to. And of course, we were also trying to do a lot in that basketball sphere. So obviously your experience and you know everything that you know would really, really, really come in handy. Yeah, thank you, man. I, I love the game. Uh, I think it's a gift from God. Uh, he put me on this earth uh, for a purpose. Hmm. And I have a purpose and that's... Um, you know, that's sharing the gift of basketball, the knowledge, the wisdom, because basketball can change lives. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen it, you know, I've seen it done with the NBA and WNBA players I've had a chance to work out with. I've seen it in, you know, I've been to 48 countries and I just see how wow. people have passion for basketball. I know there's a huge passion for basketball in Africa. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I see a lot of great African players you know, in high school, college, and, and, and pro over mm -hmm. here. And I know there's a lot, lot more. So when you asked me to be on the show, it was a no-brainer. It was an honor, man. If I can help somebody reach that dream, you know, that's what I'm here to do today, speak life, speak wisdom, but also told to speak the truth, man. I mean, Definitely. it's hard, not only in Africa, but it's hard mm -hmm. to achieve greatness in any any industry, anything. And it's not going to be easy it's gonna ha you know it's gonna have you're gonna have to have a lot of luck a lot of mm -hmm. faith a lot of faith and a lot of passion and wisdom and 
So um, you got to understand that. You got to understand that. But it's possible. But it's, it's hard to be great. <laughs> and of course, I, I kind of look back at how we got connected. And I just feel like, you know, just like you mentioned, uh, it's a sign from God. You know, so a young basketball player reached out to me, you know, and he was trying to find out a uh, career path for him in terms of playing basketball. He wants to go abroad. Uh, what do I suggest? You know, eventually, I think I think he was trying to uh, get uh, a, a master's slot in the UK so that he could then play basketball. And I was like, uh, that's not really my space. You know, yes, I can prepare you mentally and all of those stuffs, but um, yeah. I try and see what I can find out and things like that. So a couple of days later, I was listening to Dan Abrams' podcast. And I mean, this is an interview you did, if I remember correctly, maybe last year or thereabout. Yeah. And you were on talking basketball and I was like, nah, this has to be a sign. You know, so I just had to reach out and, of course, try and make this happen. Well, I'm glad that uh, we got hooked up. Uh, definitely. You, you mentioned the WNBA when you were just talking now. Uh, and um, the draft was yesterday, actually. And uh, Sabrina went number one. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about her in terms of your perspective, a playing style, mentality, things like that? Yeah. Uh, you know, I've never met her or trained with her, but I've, uh, I know her coach as well. One of the mm. coaches, Mark, there, uh, he and I are friends. And she is what you, you see on TV. She's <laughs> tough. You know, she's unbelievably tough. And tough is when you can play through pain, you can play through doubt, uh-huh. you, can, you can play through negative play, mistakes, failure. Tough is, is when you continue to play hard and passionate even when you're not playing well. Uh-huh. And uh, she has that mentality. She's smart, so she studies the coach's playbook. She studies film. Uh, she listens. She's coachable. Uh-huh. Um, she's skilled. That means she can, you know, she has a move and a counter off the cut, off the catch, <laughs> you know, off the dribble, off the finish. And she's a great teammate. Uh-huh. You know, she, she talks, she touches, she um, celebrates her teammates' success. Uh, she's a leader, so she, uh-huh. she's graceful and honest when her players and teammates make mistakes. So all those things there, you know, strong, you know, in shape, all those things there I just said. All the players that are listening to this podcast, they should write them. They should write that down. <laughs> yeah. They they should write that down. Look, whatever I just said, that's what you need to be a great player. And so, you know, take toughness, and then do all the drills for that. Uh-huh. And that's what Sabrina does. You know, take take being a good teammate, and execute all the behaviors of that in a workout, in a uh-huh. practice. You know, take uh, skills, move in a counter and execute all the drills for that. And don't just do it for a day, do it for a year. Don't just do it for a year, yeah. do it for a decade. You know, I've had a chance to work out LeBron James and after a workout, I said, hey, LeBron, you know, I, I, I go and train a lot of grassroots young players all over the world. Uh-huh. That's, my, that's, that's one of my jobs that I do outside of, you know, training guys like you and, and working with Nike. Can you give me your definition of greatness, like how do you become great? Mm-hmm. He's like, well, you know, once you learn and once you work um, and find success, he said, basically, once you know success, do it every day. Uh-huh. Do it every day. He said, greatness is consistency. And that's what Sabrina is. I mean, she scored the most points and I think assists, I think rebounds. Yeah. In the, yeah. His- in the history of not only the – female game but the men's game and you know to me 
I've always noticed because I've trained world champions, uh-huh. you know, in the WNBA and world champions in the NBA. And to me, there's really no difference other than, you know, height and, you know, the, the differences of a male and female because success is colorblind and gender free. Uh-huh. You know, like, I don't, yes, females got to work a little harder because they're just built differently than males, but they're just as great basketball players as, as males. You know, a guy from Africa might have to be a little bit more resilient to get mm-hmm. to be able to play a- abroad than a, pl- a United States citizen in in, a- in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But it's still possible, you know. Yeah, people deal with racism and poverty at different levels, but that that shouldn't stop them from success. Success is colorblind, you mm-hmm. know. Um, everybody can attain it. That's the joy of life is that, you know, unless you're not dead, you're not done. Uh-huh. And Sabrina embodies that. Sabrina embodies that every single practice, uh-huh. workout, game. What I love that you said, you know, and which is something that obviously everyone who's listening right now needs to take note of is in terms of breaking down each of those segments and doing everything that you can under each of those segments, you know, so like you mentioned uh, with the mental aspects or if it's toughness, you know, what are all the things under? And I think, you know, that's just brilliant. But you also mentioned, you know, a few of the athletes you've worked with. You mentioned LeBron James. I know Kyrie Irving is also in that discussion. I know Carmelo, uh, I think he trained or played with him. We have a myth um, in Africa as it relates to some of these elite players uh, in terms of how special they are. So when you uh, try to break things down for the young athletes here in terms of uh, the basics or the things they should be focusing on, the first thing that's coming to their mind is that people like LeBron are not doing that. People like Kyrie are not doing that. Can you demystify that myth a little bit as relates to how these young athletes look at these elite players given that you've worked with them? You know, that's a great question. It is a myth that they do something supernatural or mm. different. <laughs> um, it is, you're 100% correct. Like LeBron, Kyrie, Kevin Durant. I played against Carmelo Anthony at the Denver Nugget tryout. I didn't work him out. Mm. Uh, I've, I've trained a player named Maya Moore. Uh, Shanae Akumake played at Stanford WNBA. I think she's oh, yeah, from Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've had a chance to work with her in high school a lot. Mari Stoudemire, I live with Tyson Chandler. Mm. I mean, Derrick Rose. I, you know, my relationship with Nike has put me in front of some of the best players, you know, in the world. And through that, I was able to train even more NBA players like Terry Rozier for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite players working out. I worked him out recently. Um, I was able to spend some time with Ray Allen in mm. uh, Spain. Uh, he and I trained uh, the top 16, 17-year-old Europeans. You know, in Europe, my point is T. Like all these players, they do the same elementary, mm. consistent, fundamental drills and concepts mm. that probably the African players are doing uh, today or tomorrow. And what I mean by that is, let's go um, stationary dribbling. Mm. They'll do a crossover, <laughs> stationary. One, one, two, three. They might close their eyes and do it, Mm -hmm. right? They might do it at a faster pace. Uh. They might do it with two balls, two ball (laughs) crossover. 
right? But it's this, it's, it's very elementary. Uh, a lot of drills they'll do, they'll cut, they'll cut off a chair, uh-huh. shoot a jump shot, go get it, pass it to their coach, cut off their chair again, shoot. They might shot fake one dribble shoot. They might ball fake jab uh-huh. shoot. They might do Kobe moves. Uh-huh. So players that are listening to this have to understand that all the basic fundamental drills they're learning now, and I'm sure they're getting some good information. I have a lot of free YouTube videos uh-huh. that, that show, you know, fundamental drills. That's what the pros do. That's what makes them great. Uh-huh. You know, they do the elementary drills at an extraordinary consistency. And if uh-huh. you do so over and over again, you're going to master it. And because you master it, that is what's different than you. LeBron is different than a young African kid because LeBron puts more time, puts more passion, puts more faith, right, uh. and, and into the workout and has that. Like, repetition is the mother of success. Repetition. So, hmm. yeah, like, people are better than you because they've probably done it more than you. They're older than you. Wow. And the only and, – and they have more confidence than you in uh, preparation – breeds confidence repetition Uh. breeds confidence you know working out over and over and over and over and over again watching films studying the concepts the definitions of basketball over and over and over and over and over again that produces confidence Uh. and then the other part of basketball success is now when you go into that game when you face pressure against another team or opponent in that game mentally you got to have peace you can't Mm -hmm. have you can't have anxiety you can't give in to stress Uh. and you have to trust you have to trust your work and so a lot of players even at the nba level have mental anxiety Uh. Uh, many of them are depressed uh so that's why the nba has hired for every team sports psychologists Uh. And there's drills, <laughs> you know, Tola, there's drills, there's film, there's mm-hmm. words, right? There's activities, there's behavior modification techniques uh. that, you, that you can do to help the mental part of the game, the stress, trigger words, actions to mm-hmm. relieve that stress. Phil Jackson, um, you know, I've studied his books, his techniques. He's a former coach of the Chicago Bulls and, oh, and the Lakers, the LA Lakers. Uh-huh. Yeah, I try. I was able to train a few of the Lakers that played for him back in the day, uh-huh. and they said that you know Phil Jackson would, before games, before practices, sometimes he would meet with these players one on one in their in in his office, and he would make these players do visualization techniques. Uh-huh of them seeing success in their mind, feeling success in their mind, smelling success in their mind, going through the, you know, going through the routines of what they're struggling with. So let's say it's free throw shooting and they miss, you know, tough shots. Well, Phil Jackson makes them replay that in their mind where they're making it. They see themselves making it. They actually feel, you know, they're talking to themselves. So what I'm saying is like, the African players listening to us have to understand that all that stuff is, there's no magic potion, man. 
Um, there is no uh, Will Smith genie that can make you a better player or person except work. Mm. Work your mind, work your body. Mm. And then the thir- third part of that is, you, you know, those, all those players find a great environment to play against better players. Mm. Mm. And that might, be an, that might be an obstacle in Africa because you, in the United States, for the most part, you can go anywhere and find good games to play good, against. Yeah. <laughs> good talent. You know, uh, Europe too. Europe, you can go and find good talent. And playing against good players makes you better. Hmm. And, I, you know, again, without even being in Africa, I know showcases, basketball without borders, junior NBA camps, you know, they might have the uh, showcase that weekend hmm. or that week of, of some of the best players in the, in the country. But, you know, as far as if you live in a city in Nigeria, do you have good players to play against? I, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Um if you if you don't, you got to do whatever you can to find a chance to play against good players because that will make you better. Now, told obviously, you know, people are blessed with height, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and so you know, you, you know, I tell people, of course, you you can't be six eleven like Kevin Durant, okay? You, you know, you're only six foot, but you can practice as many hours as Kevin Durant does, and you can have his handle, you can have his footwork. Uh, you can have his jump shot, you know. Uh, you might not be you might not be able to have LeBron James's uh, two hundred and you know seventy five pound muscle body, yeah. <laughs> but you can have LeBron James's passion for the game. Uh, that that dude has fun. He's a great teammate. He's a great passer. You can have that. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. And there are two things that come to mind from all that you've said. Uh, and the, the, the first thing is being a student of your sport. So in terms of being a student uh, of the game, learning all of these fundamentals from these guys and also developing your sports IQ. Is, is there a relationship between those two things? So learning from the best in your particular sport, developing your sports IQ. Because when I talk to athletes, you know, about... Uh, being a student of the game, they kind of look at me sometimes like I'm speaking maybe Chinese or some funny language. But I'm like, if you were in school, if you were in university or if you were in college, you would study to pass the exams. So why aren't you taking your sport like an exam that you have to study for? What's the relationship between those two things, if any? And what's the importance of athletes paying attention to them? You know, that's a great question, um, Tola. And I'm going to, I'm talking to you right now and and you might have coaches listen to this. When you coach players, they're like a patient and you're the doctor. Uh. And, but it's more than just a patient doctor relationship. It's almost like coaching your own son or your own daughter. If you want to be a great coach, if you want to do it the right way. Um, And so players, so you have to understand who that player is. You have to define that player. Uh. You have to define them. You have to label them in the sense of you have to identify them. So a doctor identifies the patients, you know, what's wrong with them. Hey, you have cancer. Hey, you have a virus. If you, if, if you uh, identify them, then you can diagnose them. Uh. And so I'm telling you players between the ages of 11 to 25, it's their nature 
to be ignorant. <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's their nature to be uh, inconsistent. Mm. It's their nature to be selfish. Um, that's just who they are. They're, I'm a Christian, and mm. you know we're all we're all bent with um, iniquities and, and weaknesses, and that's something mm. we got to work on. So, um, as a what I'm saying to you is, we have to educate them. We have to know that, mm. and we have to be ready for that. And so, okay, we know they're ignorant. Here's your medicine. Mm. Here's your here's your solution. You know, and so the solution is they have to, like you said, approach basketball like a class. It's approach basketball like a class. Mm. So they have to define good basketball. Mm. So as a coach, you got these players got to understand the definition of spacing. Mm -hmm. That's good basketball, right? Spacing. They got to understand when I'm playing with my teammates, I got to space in player movement. So my point is, like, these players have to keep a basketball journal. Mm, mm, they, mm. Have, they, they have to have a basketball notebook. They have to write down uh, the concepts that they don't know. That's being a student of the game. For example, um, you know, five times five is 25. Well, if somebody doesn't know that, they got to write it down and memorize it. Mm. And so if somebody in basketball doesn't know where to post up, what a jump hook is, what are the five defensive coverages off a ball screen, what's a middle pick and roll, what's a roll and replace, what's a step up, what's the James Harden between the legs behind the back move, how do you uh -huh. do that? You know, like, how do you step back and, and shot fake like James Harden where you got to drop your hips, you got to get your elbows out, you have a uh -huh. hard punch dribble. Like, you know, they have to have a video library or and a uh – -huh notebook library and they gotta sit there and 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 not, and not just look at the information but they gotta mm -hmm. have impartation mm. impartation is what it is it's impact like the words the film the practice has to impact them so that's the all that information has to go in them mm. Mm. in in their emotions in their mind so their body can follow right they have to they have to work both. If they understand it mentally, then they can go out and do it, uh, do it better without really hesitating and thinking physically, uh, uh, uh. right? Physically, if you hesitate in any sport, your yeah, feet done. become slower. <laughs> yeah, you lose your coordination. You, you know, you lose your balance if you hesitate. You know, uh, you have animals in the middle of the road that stop and hesitate and therefore they get hit sometimes mm. where if they just kept going, you know, they, it's called playing in the flow. Like when I, when I was with Kobe, he kept notebooks. I trained Amari Stoudemire for three years. He kept notebooks. Wow. When I go, yeah. When I go around these countries, Australia and work with their, you know, the best junior national 18 and under teams, they keep notebooks. Mm. Like all the great, all the great ones keep a Ray Allen, uh, kept a journal wrote a wow. book. So my point is exactly right, T. You know, they look at you crazy because all the great ones are crazy. <laughs> you know, so if you want to be great, yeah, you're going to do stuff that's different. That's why they say 99% of people in this world don't fulfill their potential 
99% of this world are not the best version of themselves. Mm. So don't, and 99% of the world are, are, are common or average. But the, that 1%, man, they're just different. They're better. They're mm. different, mm. right? They're crazy. <laughs> they're abnormal. And so what I've done as a coach and as a player, and what I see these great people do, is they make the abnormal normal. Mm. So what's crazy to you is normal to me. For example, it might be, I'm going to sit here and read for four hours. Mm. And that's crazy. I, I can't read for four hours. Yeah, you can't. But to me, it's normal. That's why I'm successful. I'm going to mm. go out and work out. I'm going to go out. I'm 48 years old. I still go out and run three, four miles, do my basketball workout in the middle of the day, 90 degree weather. Mm. I still play. You know, I still play my clients, my players who are 20, 19, 15, still mm -hmm. playing one-on-one. On, one on one. I kick their ass. Man, that's, <laughs> that, that's, man, you coach, you crazy. You, 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 you ain't normal. I know. But to me, that's, to, to me, beating you, that's normal. I've been mm. doing it all my life. And I haven't stopped. Right? You know, I haven't stopped. So, now, I told you, don't get me wrong, I can't beat my NBA clients or, you know what I mean? Of course. <laughs> but, you know, they're, they're, uh, I did beat a, uh, uh, a pro from Dubai. He was 23 years old. Mm. I was he, was a, he was a rookie, played in the pro league in Dubai, in the Middle East. And he came here and, you know, I worked him out for about 10 days. And I, and I said, hey, what did you think about the workout? He said, man, you're, you're crazy. He said, you are absolutely abnormal. I said, why? He said, because you worked out with me most of the time. And I was mm. about to throw up. And you, and you, you didn't even look as tired as me. <laughs> he, said, he said, we played one-on-one -on -one, uh, for 10 games. We played 10 games of one-on-one. -on -one, mm. and, and I never beat you. I said, well, I, mean, what do you, I said, that's normal for me, man. I said, now, three, four, five, six years from now, you'll probably beat me because mm – -hmm. I'll be in my 50s. My body's slowing down. But like right now, um, the guy's name was Man. I said, Man, right now, my mind and my body hmm. are strong. Are strong. Are, my mind, man, is, is stronger than yours. Uh -huh. I said, Man, if you, if you really had the mindset and the emotional IQ I had, you would kill me, man, because your body is stronger. You, you, you should beat me. You are better than me. But you, you get into these sit adverse situations. Uh -huh. You know, where we're on the beach or we're in the weight room or we're on the court and you, right, you face adversity and you face pain, uh. you give in, you give in a little more than me. To me, I don't give in, although you're in better, you know, you, you should beat me, but I don't yeah. give in. And so my mind takes me to another place where sometimes my body can't go, but because my mind is so strong, my body follows. And that, that's something, um. Tola that man that's hard to teach these young Africans unless mm. un unless they start right now today mm. I don't care how old they I don't care how old they are if they start today to, to work as hard as they can and as smart as they can mm. right five five days a week two three hours on the court a day mm. two three hours a, 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 a off the court a day and, and, and you know studying so that's like five to six hours a day, mm -hmm. five days a week, right? Two days off, don't do nothing, rehab, recover, okay. reload, right? Rehabilitate because you can't work. You got you to gotta rest. 
if they do that, they'll be crazy too. Mm-hmm. They'll be they'll attack the abnormal things normally too, because I made a lifestyle of it since I was 13. LeBron mm-hmm. has made a lifestyle of it his whole life. Kevin Durant, Maya Moore, like crazy workout, mental and physical is a lifestyle for these people, man. Mm-hmm. And That's it, it, what ma- makes them crazy. That's what makes them supernatural. Mm. It's just the sheer toughness because of their consistent lifestyle of work. Mm, mm. Yeah, and you know it's it resonates because I, I I think it was a year ago or a year and a half ago I had um Alan Stein Jr. on the podcast as well. You know, and he was talking about one of the training sessions that he had with Kevin Durant. You know, when he was maybe fifteen or sixteen years old, and how he drilled him in that training session. Like the guy literally almost passed out after the session, and he asked him after the session, like, "Okay, how do you feel? Like, how do you think the session went?" You know, and Kevin Durant said that man, it was really hard but I know that these are the things I need to do to get to the NBA. Is that kind of what you're talking about, Ghana? 100%, exactly. Alan Stein's a friend of mine and he's got a great book out there yeah. and he is exactly right. Mm, makes sense. And, you know, it's, it's more or less like you're speaking prophetically, you know, in terms of this journaling thing, because one of the things that I've been trying to do, and it's just because, you know, I've just not had the time in terms of busy schedules, is to create a journal for the athletes here. Because, you know, when I ask you questions about your sports, you know, obviously your brain is not a machine. So uh, in terms of remembering and all of those things. So when you mention now that athletes like Ray Allen, Mari Stadmeyer, you know, they, they have books. They're taking notes. You did the same thing as well. You know, so it's kind of speaking to me that I think I need to hurry up that thing, you know, try and create these journals, you know, for these athletes. So at least they now have a tool with which they can take notes and actually become real students of their sports. I'm sure you'd agree. Yeah, I mean, honestly, T, they can, they can do it themselves right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's the, and you know, I'm speaking to you as a coach and as a role model. I think one of the... Uh, of parents and, and some coaches is that we coddle, we enable, yeah. mm. we, we uh, place things in front of our kids so that they don't have to work and find the solutions themselves. Mm. I, I call it treating them like puppets instead of treating them like people. Mm. You see, puppets can't think for themselves, <laughs> but, but you know, people with leadership and, and resolve can. Mm. Uh, if my dad would have given me and told me everything to do. Yeah, I was going to come to that. <laughs> you know, to be a high school division one professional player, I, w- I wouldn't have made it because when I, when I faced adversity or when I got on my own, I wouldn't have the problem solving strategy, nor the skills, nor the authenticity, hmm. nor the uh, true confidence because somebody else was always doing it for me. So I wouldn't have been as smarter. I wouldn't have been as you know, tougher. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe I would have made it, but I, I wouldn't have been as better as if, as if a coach helped me mm. al- along the way, but didn't give me stuff. Because, you know, success is earned. Mm-hmm. Intelligence is, is earned. Instincts are earned. And so, all, you know, to me, if they just go on YouTube, if they mm-hmm. go on Google, you know, use these platforms, technology, uh, if, if they can get to it, um, to, to educate themselves. There's enough free content uh, on, on, to, on the internet that you can develop your own notebook. Now, it's free, so it's probably not organized for you. It's not categorized for you. It's probably not a mentor to give you feedback on mm-hmm. how, to, how to manage it, but that, that's, hey, that's, there you go. That's your time now as, as a teenager, as a 
young adult, figure it out. Stop wasting, stop wasting your damn time on all this other stupid distractions yeah. and do what, you, do what you just said. Create a basketball or a soccer, whatever sport you play, mm-hmm. but create a journal about, hey, man, this is how I'm going to have success in my life. I love basketball, so I'm going to attack that. And mm. from basketball, from basketball, because basketball don't last forever, man. True. Most of the cats, most of the cats in the world, not only Africa, but in the world, are going to be done with basketball at the age of 22. Yeah. 23, 24, 25. So what are you going to do for the rest of your life? I hope you've learned lessons from basketball. I hope you've had a purpose. I hope you had a passion. Mm. I hope you understand what, what your career is going to be. I hope you understand how to have time freedom. I hope you understand how to have financial freedom. I hope you understand how to attack depression and stress and anxiety because mm. the COVID-19 ain't killing all of us right now. It's depression. Yeah. It's stress. It's the lack of, uh, of resources mm-hmm. in our mind. Cause a lot of, a lot of people hold their faith and hold their, their, their self-worth into their job, into mm. their money. Now it's not there. <laughs> You know, and adversity exposes people who they really are. Mm. And, you know, through basketball, you can learn that. You're not just mm. a basketball. Basketball doesn't define you. Mm. You know, winning a game, starting, really shouldn't define you. What defines you is the journey. Mm. You know, where you started and, and, and where, where you end up. It's your, it's your growth. Mm-hmm. It's your, you know, growth. If you grow and get better, that that's, that brings true joy, you mm-hmm. know. And again, I'm a Christian man, so my my faith, my self worth, comes from my Father in heaven. Hey, God, I'm I'm here for a purpose. You created me for a purpose. Am I doing your will, man? Mm-hmm. Am I doing your will, God? So, no question, basketball is what He wants me to do, mm-hmm. or else I wouldn't have. You know, I've been doing this for 20 years. I've been involved in the game as a player and a college coach for almost 30. So I've been involved mm-hmm. in the game for over 30 years. You, it's, it's, it's what I'm meant to do. But, you know, these, these players told it, I mean, they, they can just write down what you and me are saying yeah, on a piece in, of paper. This, mm-hmm. in this podcast. Mm-hmm. And there's, I'm giving them everything they mm-hmm. need in general for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. True. Got to go out and fill in the details after mm-hmm. this class. You know, after this talk. Uh, and one of the things you mentioned, you know, I was going to ask you now, you know, I was going to put myself in the position of one of the athletes listening to us now who then says, okay, uh, Ganon, I hear all these things you're saying, you know, about all of these players and the things that they do and the skills, you know, how can I assess my skills as a basketball player? But I'm going to come to that because one of the things you mentioned is about parenting, you know, and I was going to take you through uh, your start in terms of your father introducing you to the sport and all of that. I have a webinar I'm hosting on Tuesday for parents, you know, because one of the things that obviously that's Tuesday as at the time of this recording, one of the things I get, especially here in Nigeria with parents is that, yes, they want their children to play sports, either professionally or for leisure. Yes, they want to encourage the ones that have talent, but basically they just don't know how. It's either, you know, just like you mentioned, they're overcuddling them, you know, so, you know, taking them to practice, they're waiting in practice, they're telling them how to pass, how to this, how to that. What is the role of parents in sports and how do you think this is affecting uh, the athletes in their development? Uh, Their role is to nurture and and nature their kids, Mm. right? To encourage and educate and celebrate educate. their kids. Mm. Yeah, that's their 
that's their role is, is the same way they bring them up to be independent in the world. Uh-huh. Meaning every good parent wants their kid to be a good person, uh-huh. right? Get a good job so that you take care of your responsibilities as a man, as a husband, as a woman, as a wife, as a father, right? You ain't, you ain't dependent on mom and dad your whole life. You gotta go ahead and get a job, do something you love, you know, and then make a contribution to society. Uh. Don't, don't get in trouble with the law and help build up your community, be a servant, right? Love mm. others. So it's the same in, in the sport. See, I mean, to me, it's a no-brainer. You do the same in the sport. Mm. You're self-aware. And so that's the whole thing. But parents aren't self-aware. Like, sports changes lives. It mm. changes your family's life. It changes your life. I mean, look what it has done for Kembe and Matumbo. Look mm-hmm. what basketball has done for all the African players that yeah. grew up poor and now they're, you know, changing lives like Joel Embiid and mm-hmm. uh, Sockham and like yeah. all these players take their wealth and go back to Africa and change lives and save lives. Like mm. that's, that's what Jesus wants people to do. Right. And if you don't believe in Jesus, that's what the world, the universe needs for everybody to get along and have peace Mm. and get through pain. When pain comes, you need people with power, passion and purpose to help fight it. So, for example, you got a kid, a child that says, man, I love basketball, mommy. I love basketball. So as a as a mom, as a Mm. dad, you try to do everything you can to get that kid uh, involved in basketball, you buy him a ball, uh. you buy him a hoop, you get him the right shoes, uh. and you celebrate him. First thing uh. you should do is sell. Good, good. I'm glad you. That's positive. Talk about you know how positive basketball is and and what it can do. And the kid says, I want to go to play in the NBA. Don't don't you know celebrate it. Don't say, Oh man, oh it's gonna be hard. You don't want this. Oh yeah, you want to go to the NBA? You can do it. You can do it. Yeah, celebrate it at first. Mm. How long do you celebrate it? I don't know. Maybe a year. Maybe, you know, I, I fell in love with basketball at eight. Mm. And at 12, so that's four years. At 12, my dad started to really give me the truth about the NBA. Mm. But from eight to 12, he just celebrated me. When I wanted to work out, I did. When I didn't feel like working out, he's like, okay. You're a kid. Be a kid. Uh, you, don't, you don't have to be committed at 8, 9, 10, 11. Uh-huh. So for me, it, the, the age is 12, 13. Oh, teenagers? Oh, yeah. You, you're going to hear the truth. Uh, uh, a, lot of teen, a lot of teenagers in this world, the world history of teenagers, geez, some, can go to, some can go to war. Some can get married. Uh-huh. Some can drink alcohol. Like teenagers, you start to change. And become more mature. You're still uh-huh. ignorant, still inconsistent, right? You're still selfish. But so at 12, you start to educate uh-huh. a lot. Well, Gannon, can I educate at eight and nine? Yes, but you do it out of their choice. Uh-huh. Eight, nine, 10 year olds. If they come to you with questions, man, you give them all they want to know. When they don't feel like when they don't feel like doing it, or they, they want to get frustrated. Uh-huh. Educate him. Say, well, that's not good. That's not how you be. But you know what? If you want to stop, that's okay. That's you don't fine. fight them. <laughs> you don't. You don't hold them accountable. You educate. 
Now, 13, you educate and you hold accountable. Mm. You tell them, look, you want to go to you want to go to the NBA? You you don't work hard enough. You want to go to the NBA? You are short. It's going to be hard unless you do this, this, and this. You want to go to the NBA? You're soft. You're not tough enough. You're a baby. You're lazy. Mm-hmm. Like that's what my dad told me at 12, and I cried, <laughs> and it hurt my feelings. And my dad and I had a rough relationship for about a month. Mm. You're gonna, as a parent, you're gonna go through seasons. Mm. But guess what? My dad motivated me. Like he got to me because I know he cared for me because he gave me the truth. Mm. And Mark Twain said, "The truth fears no question. If you mm. love in the truth, uh, uh, discipline in the truth, talk to your kids tr- truthfully." then they can't question your love, your Mm. passion, Mm -hmm. your your education. So you got to educate them in the truth, right? Celebrate, educate. And then the last one is, man, hold them accountable. Accountable. Mm. If if, if they mess up, tell them. Don't blame the coach. Mm, If they they say, hey, I have a dream, then say, all right, well, let me see your notebook. What are your action steps? You said – you know, I told you, you got to work hard. You you only spend an hour today on, on basketball. Why didn't you spend four? Mm. Like, you like it, have to know how to teach them to shoot a jump shot. Most parents don't. But they, they know work. They know commitment. Mm. Right? They know dedication. Mm. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. So, they, you know, you gotta, these parents have kids that are interested. And these parents need to educate the kids on what commitment is. Mm. These kids say they love basketball, but they only like it. Because their actions don't show it, so they gotta teach their these kids how to love something, how to be committed to something, mm. and then and then they gotta teach these kids that you know what life is not easy, and so they they need to teach these kids it's okay to mess up, it's okay not to be good right now. Mm. That's what work is. It's okay uh, to have pain. All the, LeBron had pain. Kevin mm-hmm. Durant, you just told the story. Kevin Durant was 16 years old and was the weakest player on the team in the weight room. Like, <laughs> you know, Isaiah Thomas for the, mm. the um, Boston Celtics, and now mm-hmm. he's with the Sacramento Kings, I think. Like, he was short. They told him, you'll never make it in college. You're too short. So, you know, African players having the role models of all – I mean, all these players coming mm. over to the States and play. There, there's, your, there's your proof of concept. There's mm-hmm. your evidence. Like you can do it, but you just gotta work, and you gotta be okay with messing up, and you gotta fight through it. Mm-hmm. And these parents, you know, that's what these parents need to educate themselves—not necessarily on, man, how do I teach my kid bad? No, <laughs> if they have if, if they have human values of a champion, if they know how to act like a winner, and like I said, education and the truth, commitment, passion, mm. dedication right? Coachability mm-hmm. and being accountable, right? Mm, mm, mm. Studying, education, studying, research, you know, commitment right there. It, commitment and passion, like those two words, they just need to define that and, and show their kids what that means. Mm, They'll mm. be fine. Basketball will find them, you know, mm. what makes a lot of losers, right? In this world, in any industry. Mm. But let's talk about basketball. The people that fail in basketball, Right, good, great, NBA, high school, whoever are the mm-hmm. ones that give in to fear. Mm. Are the ones that give in to laziness. Are the ones that give in to ignorance. 
and are the ones that give in to selfishness. Like those are four people team killers, man. Uh. And they and they and they just need to be aware of their kids with that. Like blaming the coach and and hating on your teammates, that's selfish. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Working out hard, doing everything you can do, and then going into the game scared or intimidated. Mm. That's fear. Mm. That's fear. Mm. Yeah, yeah, speaking my mind. Out, mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like not not working out hard, mm. not working out, you know, uh hard enough, long enough. That's lazy. <laughs> right? Not knowing not knowing what a ball screen is mm-hmm. or four ways you can finish off two feet or shooting a jump shot correctly mm. or learning how to do a hook. That's ignorance. Mm. See what I'm saying? Mm. It makes a lot so, of sense. Yeah. And I think it's, it's the fact that the parents don't really want to hear stuff like this. Uh, that's what makes it more difficult for them to then uh, begin to apply it because it's what I've been saying for years, you know, in terms of uh, the role that they have. You know, you're not just going to sit down and dream it into existence that, oh, uh, this my child is going to play sports, especially just like you mentioned, you know, with Siakam and, you know, a lot of the other African players that have gone to the NBA. You know, many of them are seeing it as um, uh, what you would, um, a financial route, so to say, out of poverty and all of that. But it's just not going to happen. So your points are very valid. And of course, uh, they make complete sense. The question I was asking before that was the young basketball player who has listened to all this, you know, and is now saying, okay, Gannon, how do I assess my skills as a basketball player to even know what level I am? Am I a D level player? Am I a C level player? Am I a B level player? What would be your advice to them? Well, you know, that's hard for them because it takes an expert mm. to mm. tell them, you know, and, and I don't know how many experts are in Africa, you know? Mm. So uh, I, I know individually they can do drills and if they make, you know, I got, I got different drills. And if they make, you know, for example, make 10 three-pointers, right, in one minute by themselves. They throw it out, catch it, shoot, get uh-huh. their own rebound. I mean, if they can do that in a minute, they're a college player, supposedly. Like, that's, that's a college player can do that. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, if they can dunk the basketball, regardless of whatever height they are, you know, that's, that's a start to a college basketball player. Hmm. Um, you know, if they're seven foot, you know, some NBA scouts are going to watch them. NBA scouts, they come to Africa and they want tall players, Mm. you know, that can run, jump, that are athletic and have good hands. That's a start. You Mm. know, so they just, I mean, that, that one there is not their fault because they need, they need somebody else Mm. Uh. to, 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 to tell them, Hey, you can make it to that level. You know, they need, they need, they need a scout. They need an expert. Mm. They need a guru. And so how do you do that, man? Get hooked up with one of the shoe company uh, showcases. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Ask your mom and dad to start doing research. Maybe pay mm-hmm. somebody. That's, that, you know, that, that, there's, that's a business. Is it a dirty business? It's a dirty business. Yes. Uh, I would say most of the business of basketball in Africa and getting players to go to the States and and the NBA is dirty. Mm. Unfortunately, you can't, most of the people you can't trust. Well, how do I trust them? You know what? You need a relationship with a higher power, man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, because this world, that's, that's one of the reasons I follow God. Why? What's God going to give you? You're going to give me the wisdom, right? Mm. And the, the the, 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 
the discernment, mm-hmm. discernment and the common sense to know, you know what, something about, I don't know what it is, but something about this guy, man, I'm not, <laughs> you know, and now have I made a lot of mistakes? Yeah, man, I made tons of mistakes going with the wrong person, mm. listening to the wrong people about everything, you know, but I've made enough positive more than negative to be in a position right now where I am at this moment and my life is, is great. Mm. It's not perfect, but you know what? I'm content. I'm peaceful. I did the best I can with what I have and I still continue to do that and touch lives. Uh, I'm successful because I have people in my life that love me. Mm-hmm. I have people in my life that I love and I can spend time with those two types of people and I can do in my job. Mm-hmm. I can wake up and do my job, which I love and Tola, that's my mission statement. That's, that's what I try to teach kids about life mm-hmm. is that, you know what I'm, I'm teaching you to win a basketball, but I want you to be a living trophy in life. And to me, my definition of a living trophy is when you finish basketball, you want the rest of your life to be as much as possible in this category. Mm. Every day, every day, spend time with who you love, spend time with people that love you, and then spend time doing what you love. Uh. I mean, that, if you can do that, that, that's a hell of a life. Uh. That's a hell of a life. And then everything else will come to you. You'll have you know, uh, impact and you'll have problem solving strategies uh-huh. and you'll have fun, right. And you'll have money and you'll have food and you have clothing and you'll have self-esteem. Like all that comes, man, because you have others, you have you and you have your purpose. And so, um, you know, that's what parents need to really understand, man, is like the, the like the world is like, give these kids a true lens of, uh-huh. of, 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 of what it, what, what reality is, man. Like, you know, and these kids want to, you know, get assessed and evaluated and, and tell them, all right, we'll get you evaluated, but you might not like the evaluation. Uh. Okay. If they say you suck and they say you will never play basketball because you're too short or you're too poor, or this is not for you. You know, you got two choices. accept it and say, you know what, you're right and find something else to do. Or you can say, you know what? Forget you. I'm going to educate you on how. I'm, I'll show you. Mm. You can compete, right? You can build your character or you can complain. But you got to, as parents, you got to tell, look, I'm going to love you no matter what. But mm-hmm. if you want to really get evaluated, then you better start working so that you get a good score or so that, or so that they recognize you. Hell, mm. if you do get invited to one of, one of these talent camps, a basketball without borders. You do get invited to a program and they're going to see if you're good enough to be kept or cut. Then you know what? You better be so good mm-hmm. that they can't ignore you. What do you mean, Pop? I mean, physically, be the best version of yourself. Mentally, be the best version. Emotionally, you better show passion. You better mm-hmm. talk. And, and spiritually, man, trust God. Trust your work. You know, the universe is going to take care of you because you deserve it. You deserve success, son. Mm. So go out and have fun. You know what I mean? You deserve success, young lady. Mm. So go out and have fun. And so that's what I mean. Like, be so good in all those categories because that's, that's what a player is. Told. It's, you know, any athlete is physical, mental, 
emotional, spiritual. Like you have all those tools, uh-huh. right? Skill sets, right? And there's, there's classes on that, right? There's classes on mindfulness. There's classes on physical gifts. There's classes on emotional IQ. Uh-huh. You know, there's, ch- there's churches. There's, you know, sermons to build your spiritual. Uh-huh. And then, you know, there's, there's social etiquette. There's social classes. Like there's, there's resources out there that, that if you said, hey, I want to build all five of this up, you could you could do that, man. Huh. And and uh and a lot, but you know, I was old school. I'm 48, so I grew up in the <laughs> 70s and 80s and played college and pro in the 90s. So, you know, the emotional IQ, I had to learn that through practical experience, uh-huh. right? I had to learn that through battles on the field, so to uh-huh. speak, uh-huh. right? Uh, there was a lot of mental mental coaching back then, so that was there. Physical was there, but the emotional, the spiritual. I, I had to learn that kind of every day, you know, and now looking back, cause I'm now well-read, I, I do research now. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh man, okay. That's where my emotional IQ skills could have come in. Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. you know, I, I could have used spiritual tools a little better during that season of my life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Valid. And you know, I, I agree with the, you know, a lot of that perspective, especially with the assessment and the play, the parents coming in uh, to assist, you know, but um, I feel mindful of your time, Ganon, but I just wanted to ask you, you know, a few more questions as we walk towards wrapping up. And one of the things that you mentioned, you know, which uh, relates to the parents getting involved. If there's a young basketball player that's listening to us right now, that is trying or a parent of a young basketball player that is trying to create a path, uh, to play basketball abroad. Now, obviously, you played in Iceland professional basketball. Uh, the typical career path to get to the NBA would probably be through college, you know, and the draft system. Yes, players still get to the NBA outside that, but it's very rare. So for an African player who is listening to us now, to the best of your knowledge and experience, uh, what would be an ideal career path for them in terms of, I want to play basketball abroad, what can I do? Uh, first thing is, is everything we talked about in this podcast, man, is prepare, get mm. yourself ready. So when people see you on tape, you know, you gotta have a, you gotta have a team that's organized. You gotta have a good film crew so mm-hmm. that when they watch the game, they see the whole game. Mm. Your Jersey number is clear. You know, there's, there's one color. There's another, it could be shirts and skins, mm-hmm. whatever, whoever's watching that film knows where you are during the play Mm. and uh, they can see the whole game so they can have a true evaluation. Uh, But film is is one platform that uh, players can send, you know, to, I mean, I get tons of film from Africans, Mm. (laughs) you know, (laughs) I I don't, yeah, I don't watch them. Like, look, any Africans there don't send film to, if you're watching, don't, uh, don't send film to me. I'm not going to watch it. That's not what I do. I'm not mm-hmm. an agent. Yeah. And they're and 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 I tell them that T. And they say, well, oh God, you know, please, out of the kindness of your heart, yeah, help me. All like, that. look, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm look. You just des- you deserve my, you deserve my time. You deserve my uh, education, my mentorship. But you don't deserve my service. Mm. Like that's not me. Because I got a family. I have my own business. It's just not me. And so instead of ignoring these messages i i try to educate them. look man mm. you know you you got to be smart go to somebody that does this for a living tell tell your story to them you know if you can't afford it that's fine but if you can get their attention with your charisma your personality mm. your prayers that has happened 
and you got to get send these films to people that can help you. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's an agency in Europe that we deal with. It's called U-Sport, and it's the number one uh, one of the top agencies in Europe that, that U sports you know, play. Yeah, um, we train we'll, their we'll players. <laughs> yeah, we train their players um, for the pre-draft. Mm. and and um they're not you know to get their attention man you got you got to be resilient persistent but i don't know what i'm saying is that's the only agency i deal with sport i deal with for players Mm. there's tons of them in europe and you gotta you gotta find them on your own man you just gotta find people that place players that want but they're not gonna place you unless you're good Mm. and to be good i mean to be good if you're tall you know, if you're short, right? I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard unless mm. they see you live. Now, mm. now I was short, right? I'm six foot. I'm white, and to be six foot and white and get 31 Division One NCAA offers to play professionally, I mean, point zero zero one percent chance. That, mm. You know, six foot and white and it's short, right? It's just not doesn't happen. But I was I was tough. I'm. You you hear him. You hear my passion. I got you. See my skill. I just I was good, man. I just I worked. Mm. Everybody else was was playing and you know dating girls and socializing, and I was working. And I dated a few girls. I, I went socialized, but the majority of my day I was Kobe Bryant, man. Mm. Mamba mentality. I'm in the gym at 5 a.m. I'm in the gym at 11 p.m. I'm watching film. I'm asking mm. my dad questions. Like, that's what they got to understand. Like, uh, do you really have what it takes? If you have the work ethic, man, people will find you. If I was living in Africa right now as Gannon Baker, 13-year-old, I would, I would get out of Africa at, at six foot. Because mm. I, I just was that passionate, man. Mm. I was that confident. And, and so it's called a swag, Tola. Like, mm-hmm. these kids got to have a swag. They got to they gotta go to these showcases in, in Africa. So there, it might be... A guy having a showcase mm. to to a prep school, prep schools and high schools that people will give you scholarships for. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll 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 place you into a a host home uh, as an African. You can go to New Jersey and live with a, another family and and go to a high school like that. Mm. That would be my suggestion if I was a parent to try to find a host family, a good community, a good high school. And if the African is in the high school. Just because they're an African, people are gonna come because it's uh, popular, it's uh-huh. trendy, it's now it's now part of the basketball culture. Is man, you gotta get an African on your team. Uh-huh. Why? Because they can play. They can play. They're they're passionate. Strong, they're, young. Yeah. they're strong. They're in shape. They love. They're not selfish. Like you, your country, your continent has a a great reputation. Good people, humble, uh, respectful, uh-huh. grateful, uh, athletic. You know, um, funny, uh, personable, good play. And now with the NBA and WNBA, now you got, you know, NBA players, the WNBA uh. players. So the time is great. The time is great. But, again, you have to be seen. And mm-hmm. to do that, you got to go to showcases. Basketball without borders, NBA is probably the biggest in uh. Africa. Mm. Um, if you're an agent, I know you're not an agent, sorry to call you short. But if you're an agent, what will you be looking out for in those players? Tall play. I just said uh, during this talk, seven mm. foot, dunk, run, <laughs> athletic, mm. good hands, good mm. feet, tall. 
can, you know, and then from that, can they shoot? Can they dribble? Uh, Are they aggressive? You know, they're not looking for short players. Uh, can uh, short players make it? Yeah, but you got to be, you got to be talking. You got to be out. You Kyrie Irving. You gotta, you yeah, know? yeah. You gotta be Steph Curry. You know, those guys are short, but they can shoot. They can dribble. They talk. They're leaders. Mm. And you know, most short uh, teenagers are are shy. Yeah, yeah, true. Most short teenagers are shy, and that's fine. Doesn't make you a bad person, but you're just not going to get seen. You know, the scouts coming over are looking for tall players. They're athletic. They're strong. And I'm I'm here to tell you, if you prepare and do everything that you and I said on this podcast, you you can be like me. You can make it. But you got to work. You got to play. You can you know all that everything we said. So fantastic. I think we've covered we've covered a lot of stuff, you know. But one of the reasons why I named the podcast Athlete Maestro is to encourage athletes to master their craft, which is a lot of all the things that we've been saying on this podcast. But what, in your estimation, does it mean to be a master of your craft? Great question. I don't know if I have ever been asked that. <laughs> uh, you know, I always trust my gut, you know, my Holy Spirit, and uh, the thing that it's resonating in my mind right now as a thought is the true master. <laughs> The true masters of their craft never, never arrive. Mm. Like they never think that I'm the master. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Like there's always room to get better. Mm. Mm. Like the true master of, of a craft is, is, a, is a one that doesn't think that they're the master. Mm. E- even though that's their label and that's what people call them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm a big believer in Martin Luther King. It's not what you're called. It's what you answer to. Hmm. Does that make sense? Wow. Yeah, it does. It does, and I I don't think I've heard you know, that you, before. Yeah, like that was you know we we had to study him in in school, and and I loved him. I mean, he did so much. He's he he he, he his platform is is what I stand for. We have a black uh, uh, daughter we adopted. And, mm, nice. You know, yeah, we 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 you know that that's the t- that's the financial freedom I'm. I'm talking about if I didn't have financial freedom, I couldn't, I couldn't have adopted her. My wife and I could, we couldn't have, but because we had a little disposable income because Mm -hmm. basketball has been good to us because I poured so much into basketball, basketball has poured into my life. Mm. And you know, there's, you know, what we, we adopted her because we we needed to save her life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's why we adopted her, but it's also a platform to be like, look, Love is colorblind, man. Like, we don't see color. You know, people of color make them different and make uh-huh. them better, right? They don't make them the same nor below. But there's a lot of racism in sports and in life. Yeah, so true. we want to, you know, my wife and I want to fight that. Uh-huh. So, you know, p- people will call you a racist, but, you know, you know you're not a racist and you uh-huh. don't have to answer to them. You answer to, you know your own self-identity and self-worth and who God calls you to be. That's who I answer to. I answer to God. It's not what, 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 what I'm called. It's what I answer to. And I'm answering to a higher power. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And, and so, you know, the, the master, I'm, I'm, you call me a master. You call me an expert. All right, well, I'm not answering to you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I'm honored. Uh-huh. I want pray. I want praise reports. I want testimonies. That gives me confidence. But I'm not answering to that uh, because if I, I know if I think I'm a master, now I become arrogant. Uh, and all the great leaders, all the great players have to continue to grow. I said that earlier. 
And to grow mm-hmm. means you got to be humble. You got to be hungry. You know, um, you know, the pride before the fall is what mm-hmm. the Bible says. So, uh, you know, to me, if you think you're a master, you're prideful and therefore you're weak. Uh, you know, vulnerability, uh, not, 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 not thinking uh, you know everything, always have room to grow, uh, right? That keeps you courageous. That keeps you brave. That keeps you uh, on your edge. You're, you're, you're fearful uh, to, to an extent because fear keeps you aware, uh-huh. right? And so all, all the masters out there are the ones that continue to grow and learn and never answer to hey, oh, I'm a master. No, they answer to yes, I'm I'm great at what I do. I love what I do, mm-hmm. but I I got room to improve. I got I got to keep working because there's always another player to get better. There's always uh-huh. another game to win. There's always another battle to fight. Right, and that's all life is, man. Uh-huh. That's all you and you and I are doing, man. We're giving these players that are listening tools and swords to go fight their battles. We're all fighting battles, uh-huh. man. Right. And if you say, what are you talking about, Gannon? Life ain't battles. I mean, life is every day you get up. Right. Because guess what? A goal is a victory. Mm. Right. A, a win is a victory. And you can't go to a victory unless you go through a battle. Mm, right. True. I don't care whether you're playing tennis. Tennis is a single golf. They're all mm-hmm. battles. Basketball, mm-hmm. team sports. Right. Is a battle against opponents. Mm. Right. Mm. Multiple opponents. Maybe Tiger Woods or. Uh, you know, the bowlers will say, hey, it's me against me. All right, well, there's your battle because it's, yeah. it's individually. But we all battle, man. You know, in your mind, you have the ability to imagine good or imagine bad. In your mind, you have the ability to remember good or remember bad. Mm. It's 50-50, it's 50-50 yeah. man. It's 50-50. And then yeah. some people end up going 90-10, 90, mm-hmm. 90 negative 10. And so now, you know, you're going to lose that battle. So, oh. uh you know, it's not masters. The definition of a master is one that continues to grow. Mm, room for improvement. And, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more because the minute you think you've arrived, you know, that's actually when you should start again. So uh, it's, it's a very valid point. Final question, Gannon. I mean, we've covered so much. We've talked about journaling, self-awareness, studying from the best, mental aspects, emotional, all of these things. I'm putting myself in the position of the young athlete who has listened to us over the last one hour. You know, and he's saying, Gannon, what is one thing that I can do today? I've heard all the uh, 10, 15, 20 things that you and Tola have talked about. What is one thing that I can do today that is going to get me a step closer to my goals? What would you say that one thing is? Man, that's a great question, Tola. You must, you must do this for a living or something. <laughs> you, you should, if, if you don't, you should try, man. You're speaking life, brother. Um, ah, there's so take many. Your time, like, take your time. Take your time. Yeah, there, there's uh, well, there's many different answers to that, mm. you know. But I want to I want to answer your question correctly because you said one, mm. and uh, and I, I'm a big stickler when when somebody's asked a question, they ramble around the truth or they give you uh, five different things, right? <laughs> you just said you just said one, and and this and this is true. And again, there's many, but right now this minute, I would say, and I've probably given the advice to this these people that I mentor, mm-hmm. I do a lot of mentoring. One thing you could do to set yourself on the journey to your success and to win your battle. And again, we're talking to athletes. Mm-hmm. So I'm imagining, you know, 12 to 35, right? 
and and they're African, so they don't have the, the education and sometimes the resources that maybe the United States athletes have. Mm. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what they need to do, and this will this will change their life, is organize their day. Mm. Super. Or organize their day. Well, what do you mean? Write down what you're going to do hour by hour tomorrow. Not not Sunday. I mean, uh, not Monday, but what are you going to do Sunday? Mm. What, what are you going to do tomorrow? Wake up. Well, if you're waking up late, then, man, you've missed out on some developmental points. You wake up at 6, mm. coach, because I go to bed at 2. Oh, you go to bed at 2. Okay, you got to get eight <laughs> hours. Why don't you go to bed at 9 p.m.? Because ah, I'm hanging out at the club or at the – my girl's out. Okay, well, what's more important, hanging mm-hmm. out or flying high, right? Organize your day, and then you'll see, all right, how, where you're spending your time because the biggest killer of young people is time management. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, that's and, real. And yeah. Now, time management, let me break it down even more. Time management has to do with, you know what, Coach, I'm in Africa, and ain't, ain't a lot of weight rooms. Ain't a lot Stories. of weight rooms. Is there, is there trees? Yeah, this tree. We'll do pull-ups on trees. Mm-hmm. Okay. Coach, ain't, ain't a lot of weights. Is there rocks? Is there bricks? Is there benches? Mm-hmm. Can you, do you have a friend? Put a friend on your shoulders and start doing squats. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, come on now. Poverty yeah. is, is not a roadblock to you. Will it help if you went to L.A. Fitness? Absolutely. But I'm just I'm experienced, man. I go, there's no weight rooms. So I find a way to do sprints. I've mm. done this. I've done sprints just to keep myself in shape as a coach in the hallway of my hotel. Mm. I go to the fire escape. I make sure it's legal and I start running the stairs. If it's raining outside, mm. Mm. I'm in my, I'm in my hotel room. I got all my books, right. And maybe some of my shoes, I put them in my book bag. I start doing squats. Mm. It's like 40, 40 pounds. And then I take that bag and I start doing curls with the book mm. bag, right? When I grew up, I couldn't go to a weight room. It really wasn't, uh, you know, culturally accepted for like 15-year-olds to go to fitness centers. Yeah. Wasn't really a lot of fitness centers in, in the 80s. Was, just wasn't. So you know what? I would take rocks, boulders, cement blocks, and I'd do lunges, and I'd do defensive slides with bricks in my hands because I read in a book Rick Bettino, the head coach at Providence at the time, then he went to Kentucky and they went to the NBA and now he was mm. at Louisville and right. He, that's what he did with his players. Coach, I don't have a, um, I don't have a rim. Well, you got a tire, make something circular, put it up mm-hmm. 10 feet on a, I mean, that's on a tree and shoot, but like time management has to do with scheduling their time. Mm. And then what do they do in that time? You know what I mean? And mm. you, you, you had the passion and the organization somehow to get me on this podcast mm. and again I don't, this is not arrogant i'm not trying to impress people i'm just mm-hmm. impressing mm-hmm. upon them this is powerful like i am god has sent me today to you guys to to give a powerful message about basketball and life like people pay me thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to give this message mm-hmm. right and I'm dropping bombs and I'm dropping nuggets and I'm dropping words of affirmation and I'm, I'm giving fruits, right? Seeds. I'm giving seeds, mm. seeds. I'm planting seeds. If not for anything, T, it's for me, mm-hmm. right? I am planting seeds 
within me if nobody's listening uh -huh. to, to reap the fruit later on. You know what I mean? So this call, even though it's free, you're not paying me. This is seeds that I'm planting, uh -huh. that I'm sowing, right? That I'm uh, hoping to reap later on through uh -huh. my life uh -huh. and the people under my voice. And if they're not taking advantage of that, that's my, that's my example of you're not managing your time. You're not aware because when you, sure. when you see, when you see and hear greatness, you got to recognize it. And, uh -huh. and that's, 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 we didn't talk about this, but I need to say it. That's one of the weaknesses of young people today. Uh -huh. Number one, they celebrate the wrong things, and number <laughs> and number yeah, they celebrate the wrong things, and they're not educated on the right things, and they don't recognize greatness. I'm not mm. look again. It's not about me being great, mm -hmm. right? But I feel that I'm having a great life because of everything that I just mentioned today, with hanging out with who I love hanging out with who loves me and doing what I love. Mm. And, and, you know, and, and, and during this COVID-19 virus, even, and then, and during regular normal life, you know, so far in my 48 years, I just have not given in to stress and anxiety. Mm. You know, I, I have not given in to depression. Have there been seasons in my life where I've been a little depressed? Sure. Is there certain times in my life where I'm stressed, and anxious, sure, but it doesn't consume my life, man. Mm -hmm. Do I do I do I sound stressed and freaked out? <laughs> right, no. And, and and guess what? T, here's the real deal. I don't know when I'm gonna get paid again. Mm -hmm. It's the first. It's the first time in my business that you know I, I'm not I'm not I don't have anything to do live mm -hmm. for for the next year. Like indefinitely. All I had I had events booked up. Mm. For two thousand uh, until the end of two thousand twenty, I was going to go to eleven countries, train some pros, mm. uh, maybe work with a guy named Phil Handy for the uh, L.A. Lakers, and and I mean, it was just big time. Uh, great coach Phil Beckner uh, in Phoenix. I was going to work with him a little bit. Can't you know? Maybe I can still, but I had so many. I was going to speak at a USA Basketball mm. clinic. I was going to go to uh, Belize, Mexico, two countries uh, I've never been to. Um, I, I got nothing now. I got mm -hmm. no income coming in. I'm mm -hmm. self-employed. And there's so many. My brother's the same way, self-employed. Like, there's so many. My parents, 70s, they're here in Florida with me. They can't leave their house. Mm -hmm. Their community their community has the most virus uh, cases in the, in the county. Like, you know, I mean, like, there's, like we could just spew. Nick, I yeah. got gray hair. Tola, yeah. I'm getting gray hair. Tola, <laughs> I'm getting gray hair. Got a couple wrinkles, mm. but I ain't going to. I ain't going to Botox. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not hanging out in the dungeon of despair. Mm. Right? I'll take the punches, and I'm gonna keep on fighting because mm. that's just what winners do. That's what Jesus did, man. And so, mm. if I'm a Christian, if I'm a coach. If I'm going to get out here and talk all this mess, I got to walk the walk, hmm. T. Hmm. If I'm going to talk the talk, baby, I got to walk the walk. And that, I'm telling you, as a human being, that's hard to do, man. Hmm. That's something that you got to fight every day. That's hard to do. If I'm saying it, right, then these kids, I know they're feeling it. Hmm. And so what I'm saying is, like, I'm not greatness. But what I'm saying 
is is great, man. What people have taught me uh-huh. and share with me, I'm just sharing with you guys, uh-huh. and that's what makes that's what makes it great. And these young people, man, these young people, I love them. I'm more patient and more tolerant now than I've ever been teaching young people uh-huh. professionals. But they and don't educate, and they don't recognize what true greatness is a mm. thought a teaching point a person a movie a concept not self-aware enough to stop and say whoa whoa that was good mm. whoa something just whoa let me write that down let me meditate on that let me go let me go plant a seed of gratefulness and go thank that man or that woman mm. or let me email and direct message that documentary director for putting that documentary out because man that changed my life mm. And T, I think you believe this. That's why you're doing this. You and I, a person's life in a podcast, in Uh a book, in an hour. Uh But you have to believe that and you have to prepare and develop yourself for that. Because you have that that takes a lot of power. All right. Mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, socially. And so now I didn't always believe this because I didn't have the tools. And I continue to want to try to change more people's lives. But I really believe I can change a person's life. And so that is my you know, message, man, is you know, these, these kids got to recognize what just happened uh. and take advantage of it. And everything to do with their time, daily time, action steps, uh. right? Little, little bites of the apple, if you will, pounding that stone, if you will, right? That, that stone ain't going to break after one pound might not break after a million but that one million and one that stone breaks and life calls it a breakthrough now you've broken through huh. now learning is addictive now success is contagious now you see some evidence now you see proof of concept uh-huh. you know i tell kids all the time it's hard to learn it's easy not to learn but once you learn man learning's addictive man uh-huh. now you're on your way Wow. I think you just kind of summed it all up, you know, and at the start of this, I said it was really going to be good, you know, so I'm sure uh, that we provided that, that exceptional value. So uh, you guys can, you know, check Ganon out at GanonBakerBasketball.com. All of this are going to be in the show notes anyway. The following on Instagram and Twitter as well. I'm going to put that in the show notes. I have to thank you, Ganon, for all that you do, for what you stand for, you know, for coming out here. I mean, you had no reason, you know, to come out here. You could have said you were busy and all of that. You know, but you did make out the time and I'm deeply grateful and I'm sure the audience as well, deeply grateful for what they've been able to learn on today's show. And of course, I look forward to connecting more in the future. Well, T, I, I did have a huge reason because because of you, man, mm. uh, your, your, your love, your passion for your countrymen and women. Um, you know, I, I came on this this podcast for you. So I had a huge reason. Uh, you're a kindred spirit. You're a kind soul. Uh, thank you for for bringing the best out of me today because this was unique. You, you asked questions that I've never been asked before, some of them. And, and I thought we connected well without even meeting each other. So you're doing Mm -hmm. a great thing. Uh, it was an honor. And, uh, if, if any people want to contact me and ask me about life Mm -hmm. and basketball, um, you know, they can do so on my social platforms. I'm on all of them except TikTok and uh, Snapchat. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do those yet. And, or you can email me. Uh, my email is Gannon, G-A-N-O-N, at GannonBakerBasketball.com, G-A-N-O-N-B-A-K-E-R, basketball.com. 
I'm not going to help you get a NBA job. <laughs> That's not my lane. Uh, I would love to train you mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, socially, mm. virtually, or if you have a question, I answer all questions about basketball and life. I'm here to help, but uh, it's been my honor, sir. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Ghana. I just want you guys to say in one word, whether I deceived you at the beginning or not, was that what I said it was going to be? Because it was absolutely special. Yes, uh, we spoke for over an hour, but if you're listening to this, it would feel like you were listening to us talk for just 10 minutes. Look at all the things that Ganon covered. So if you found this episode helpful, please, I want you to reach out to Ganon. I want you to reach out to myself as well. Tola at athletemaestro.com. Ganon at GanonBakerBasketball.com. If you're a basketballer, you have all the tools and everything that you need. If you're a young athlete, I'm sure you would have learned about how to be a student of the game, how to study these elite guys and the things that you should look out for them. So just hit reply or send an email to myself. Copy Ganon in that email as well. Tola at AthleteMaestro.com. Ganon at GannonBakerBasketball.com. Also, hit me up on Instagram. And I want you to hit Ganon up on Instagram as well. Ganon is at Ganon underscore Baker underscore. So Ganon underscore Baker underscore. And of course, I'm Tola Ogunlewe on all social media platforms. And of course, uh, just like I said, you're a young basketballer, you want to get free drills, or you want Ganon to mentor you, head over to Ganon's website, Ganon Baker basketball.com this is a guy who has walked the walk and he's also talking the talk it's not about doing something that he has not done before and even if it's that you see the nuggets and everything that you are getting so reach out to us guys and of course if you haven't subscribed to the podcast if you don't want to miss great episodes like this when they come out be great individuals that are just going to bless you with a wealth of knowledge subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating and review even if it's just to say what this episode with Ganon was about. Leave us that rating and review so that other athletes who find the podcast know that, look, this is a free resource they can use to chase their goals and to be better athletes. If you don't know how to subscribe, you don't know how to leave that rating and review, head over to athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe. athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe where you learn how to subscribe and to also leave that rating and review. And of course, if you're a parent, Want to nurture the talent your children have in sports? Head over to that free masterclass, athletemaestro.com forward slash sports parenting. I'll catch you guys on the next episode of the show. Remember, knowing is not enough, you must apply. Willing is not enough, you must do. I want you to go out there, apply everything that Gannon Baker has talked about today. I want you to go out there and I want you to be a maestro today and every single day.